Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. Synonyms of the word change. Alter. Make different. Become different. Adjust. And every day, we evolve. We adapt. We change. And this is where we talk about it. This is The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. How about you, listening audience? Good to have you back here on The Clay Young Show at podcast225.com, on iTunes, on the iHeart app, and airing weekends in Baton Rouge on Talk 107.3 FM. So you good? How'd you make it through the last few weeks? We're in spring now, as they tell us. If you didn't know that, just look at all the pollen outside on all the vehicles and lawn furniture and everything. But it's all good. It's all good. All good. All right. So today, I'm looking forward to this discussion. Franz Borgard is going to be in the podcast 225 studio And Franz is here to talk about this story with Deshaun Watson. It's very interesting. I'll choose my adjectives carefully until we get into the conversation. And I just want to have a discussion with an attorney about what I'm seeing. And without giving too much away, it's concerning, to be honest with you. And again, I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. I've never met him. I don't know these ladies making the accusations. But I want to have a discussion with an attorney about some of what we've seen so far. I mean, it started with one lady. Now we're over a dozen. And it seems like this thing is steamrolling in a direction. And so I'd like to pick Franz's brain about that. First time I met Franz was in a TV studio going on three years ago? Scratch that. Yeah, I think going on three years ago. I think it was 2018. And he and I will talk about what that was all about. It was was one of the tough moments that I have had in broadcasting. I mean, I was on the air when the planes hit the towers in New York. I was on the air when Katrina made landfall. I covered a couple of presidential elections doing local television and radio and and local elections. And, you know, I was around in 2016 when some things were happening here in Baton Rouge and just, you know, covered it with my podcast. And some of those shows are in the archive. You could check out. But... We'll talk about why, how Franz and I met, and uh, and then we'll get into the discussion about Deshaun Watson. So I also want to take a brief run by a subject that I see permeating media and society right now, and that is the coronavirus vaccines. So there are multiple ones, as you all know. Up front, I've had my first shot. And obviously, I'm going to get the second one. And I wanted to put that out there because people are having debates about whether or not they should take the shot, whether they should get the vaccine. 
for all sorts of reasons. People are talking about side effects. There is talk out there that it's a way to get a tracking device into Americans so they could track our whereabouts. First of all, they don't need a tracking device. They just follow people on social media. Hell, people tell everything about themselves to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook anyway. Why would they need to put a tracker on you? And as it relates to side effects, you know, I don't know what side effects there are. I don't, you know, you hear about some of the the residual immediate aftermath of taking the second shot. I don't know, but here's what I do know. We've lost a lot of people to this virus. A lot of people. Bishop Omar Jawar is most recent to me. He was a very dear friend, a community partner here and in Dallas. And he died from complications from the coronavirus. Not to mention so many others who have passed away due to this virus. And I'm not telling people that they should or shouldn't take the vaccine. That's completely up to you. I'm telling you I took it. Because I see the impact this thing has had on our society. And I've got friends who are Democrats and Republicans who have had this and they will tell you it's no joke. The ones who made it through it. Davis Rohr, for people here in Baton Rouge, Davis Rohr was over the downtown development district. It's the downtown district of Baton Rouge. And he was really the catalyst behind so much development downtown. And I was in a meeting with him three and a half, four weeks before he died. It just, it doesn't seem real. So if I'm trying to make any point with, with this diatribe here, it is that if you're going to make a decision on whether or not to have the vaccine, I would say base it on reality and not social media hearsay. I believe at some point you're going to have to have, you're going to have to show proof of having had the vaccine to get on certain airplanes anyway. I think that travel and access to certain things will definitely be impacted by whether or not a person has or hasn't had the vaccine. So just my two cents about it. This virus has not been a joke. And when you have both former President Trump and President Biden being on the same side of of an issue, which is take the virus. Maybe that's something we all ought to think about. Anyway, let's get into the curious case of Deshaun, Deshaun Watson with attorney Franz Borchardt. He'll be in studio to talk with you. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support. Doctors, offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom 
technology while saving money. That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in the value of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. That's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. Have any of you out there experienced an unfamiliar sensation when you're out in your lawn or garden, and that's being bitten by a gnat? Because I have, but I know a guy who can help you with that. Oh, I can help you with that. John Conroy is here. What do we do about gnats that bite? These are likely what they call buffalo gnats. Okay. They're in the black fly family, and yeah. they do bite yes, with they a do. vengeance. They'll attack yes. you. Yep. Uh, or it could be midges. If you're okay. in the yard and you're getting bit but you, and you don't see anything, mm. they are either really tiny buffalo gnats or midges. And the best thing you need to do is treat the entire yard with a liquid product. Okay, I know I can get this stuff from you. How hard is it to apply? It's like you can put it in a garden sprayer and you can pull the triggers. <laughs> I can it's do not rocket science. I can do that. In the Baton Rouge area, where can I find Pest Stop? Well, in Baton Rouge, we're located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway. Or give us a call with questions at 273-4788 because we can help you with that. Insight, analysis, and motivation from the who's who in the capital region. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. Back with Franz Borkhardt, who is an attorney here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a podcaster in his own right. He hosts the Go Rouge podcast that I invite you to check out. I think I was on it once. You were. With the foundation, uh, the Law Enforcement and Criminal Justice Foundation I chair. And we had a good time. So I referenced this in the open. And I didn't go into detail. I think it was three years ago. This month. If I'm not. No. Yes. I think it was three years ago this month or next. That Franz and I met. It was Holy Week. Mm. Uh and we were both in the WAFB studio yeah. to go on television to give analysis about the findings in the Alton Sterling case. Yeah. Franz, from a legal, pers- legal perspective, mine from a political and PR perspective. And it was the first time we had ever met. In fact, we probably had 10 minutes of conversation before we're live on camera with Matt Williams. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. I remember distinctly, I mean, I, I remember the entire experience, but what I really remember is I think Greg Mary, Merriweather. We did it that evening. Yeah. yeah. was in the room with us and they had just released the, the video mm-hmm. or they were about to release the video and mm-hmm. WAFB had the video. And I, yeah. I don't know if you remember me saying, and I looked at Greg and I said, there's two types of reactions I can have here. I can have the reaction I'm going to have if I watch the video for the first time and I respond live on, on your, your news commentary. Yeah. Or I suggested that he play it for us, which he did. And so and I, I didn't watch it. Right. Right. Um, and I regret that decision. That's okay. So, so, but that is that what followed besides the fact that, look, man, I'm, I'm a hundred pounds lighter than I was back then. I had a suit that True. barely, I True. mean, the suit I was wearing barely fit me. I was last minute. So yeah, it was, um, it was one of the biggest legal commentaries um, I had ever done. And I remember 
having no clue. You probably knew knew about as much about me as I knew about you, other yeah. than I knew generally about you. Yeah, yeah. And so that was yeah. And then we we share a love of cigars, cigars. So so, so here's what happened that to to the the thing is. So we did this. This was Wednesday. Um. No. Scratch that. This was Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm back in there on Friday morning to do a quick thing with the morning show. I leave. It's Good Friday. Right. I leave and drive to New Roads to go fish on False River. Okay. And had a cigar out there, left early, came back to Baton Rouge to shower shave and put on a suit and we go back to the station that right, night. Right. So Franz mentioned that we we got a chance to see the video. I didn't look at it. I saw it live on air. I'll come back to that in a second. Right. We sat there and I don't know if you remember the intensity, the that feeling in the building before like everybody knew this was big. Right. And so then we we get on air, we watch it, and Greg comes directly to me, and it took me a beat and a half to turn my thoughts into words because right. the whole thing is just, it was jarring to watch, right? It was so heavy. When we were done on the air, if you remember, we left and we went to grab a cigar. Mm-hmm. We, had, we literally walked out of the studio left and met at one of the fine premium cigar establishments here in town. We walked in, people had just seen us on television. In fact, they were still showing kind of a recap of what we had done. And that brother, that was a pretty heavy evening. So what's interesting to me, and and let me take a step back. So I had done civil rights work. Mm -hmm. And by civil rights work, let me be very clear with listeners, I would sue um, typically law enforcement agencies occasionally over civil rights violations. Um, but it was very limited. I was mostly, and I am mostly known as a criminal defense attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had also been a prosecutor. So I, I suspect that the reason I was on there, besides the fact that I show up on time or early, is because I've been on both sides. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, I had I had reverse engineered the facts that I knew about. Yeah. I had I had played the game of, okay, if I was a prosecutor, how would I look at these two officers and all that stuff. But but man the energy in that in that in that in that news building it was dead silent yes yes well and i and i think it's because i think most of us you me most of the people in there realized that however it, it came down mm-hmm. something historically significant was no going question. down right yeah um now with the, with regard to the the video footage you know my my and i i still argue about this today with other attorneys and other people so I have often said, I've, I'm a proponent of body cameras. I've often said, though, is you and I can watch the same video yeah. and walk away based on our life experience. With two different perspectives. Right, right. Yeah. It's easy to think of it as, well, was the light green yeah. or was the light red? Yeah. It's different when we're watching it and we yeah. rewatch it and we rewatch it. And that was kind of one of the things I kept telling people is, is you, you bring your, your, your bias into it. You mm-hmm. bring your social economic history into it. You know, the way you've lived your life, the experiences you have, that comes into anything you observe and experience as a human being. Yeah. So for me, you know, I, I remember my reaction was, I, and, and, and while it's no secret, I'm not a tremendous fan of our attorney general, um, 
my disappointment was I believed at that point there was enough to move forward to a grand jury. I never said, I think there's enough to prosecute. I think I wanted a a group of citizens to decide. Mm -hmm. That being said, there was also a sense of relief. Now I've seen the video. Yeah. Now we've all seen the video. And and I got to say, our city and our city has traditionally handled national riot situations and scenarios. We handled it. Wonderful. Baton Rouge is a rock star. And I talk about this with people all the time. And it's one of the one of the things that I'm always saying to people when I travel, it's like you, we were chatting earlier about, you know, being around. I enjoy living in Louisiana and I am, you know, I, I have a huge crush on what our city is and what our city could become. Right. And it's, and it's, it's not because I walk down, you know, clean swept streets, you know, lined with rose petals. It's not because I, I make sure I involve myself in areas of town that are, less fortunate you know than others but think about it we win national championships no riots we have this thing that happened that in other cities similar events caused the incineration nearly of communities across america communities with a lot more prosperity than baton rouge louisiana and we handle it well so it was it was just one of those things. I think we've only done one other something since then. I don't even remember what it was. Well, I, I so so you know, with talent such as yourself and and, and what little I provide to the, the ah, equation. Come on now. Um you know, there just isn't candidly, I, I will tell you as someone who does legal commentary with Brian Halday and we can one oh seven point three. My man Brian. At some point we talk about things that are local, but more often than not, it's it's national stuff that we yeah, talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, LSU has been in in, in the conversation <laughs> recently in Title IX. Yeah, um, we've talked a lot about some of the some of the sexual assault, sexual harassment is, issues that that have gone you know again with the AG's office. Yeah, but it gets to the point where I got, I tell people all the time for as from a criminal justice standpoint, right? Yeah, we all agree that 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 there is a crime problem in Baton Rouge, but we may disagree on what fixes the crime problem, what helps yeah. the crime problem, whose fault is the crime problem. But all things being what they are, I will tell you, our city is is amazing in the sense that the protests, and, and it's important not to mix up the word protest and rioting. Because it's two different things. Right, 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 right. So our protests, for the most part, have been super chill. Um you know, the last protest I think we had in, in our city was on Segan Lane, where they the, the goal was, to Listen, some degree, the commerce. Yeah. You know. But, but that wasn't... So I was out there. Right. But it was still chill. Let me tell you, not only was it chill, the one of the things I remember the most was the kids were at the, the group, because it's mostly young people. They were at Airline and Segan Lane by, in the little grassy area in front of the, the Jack in the Box. And so when they finished talking, they picked up... They were picking up water bottles and trash to put them in the trash before they went down the street. Right. That's different. Right. It wasn't looting. No. It wasn't rioting. No. It wasn't. So I, I will say this. They had a police escort basically anyway. And, 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 you know, what's, what's interesting to me also is, is from a civil rights standpoint, some of our civil rights activists, I mean, in Baton Rouge are doing a fantastic job. No question. So I, I, I will tell you that, that, that I am very grateful that I got to experience that with you and WFB yeah. and the yeah. people of Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that we had to, had to do it, but you know, yeah. um, 
But speaking I, of which, that's, so that's coming to a head, right? That that entire case civilly is yeah. about to resolve itself. Yeah, the city is about to once they get the the, the schedule in in place of where the how the money is going to be dispersed, that will close that chapter for the city of Baton Rouge, uh, or or it will close the chapter, not the commentary. So that is the interesting point. I was sitting next to one of the attorneys at a wedding uh, in New Orleans. So it wasn't really a wedding. It was more of a dinner. And the biggest takeaway from this settlement is, and believe it or not, so in the legal world, when it comes to civil lawsuits, we're just like real estate. Mm-hmm. We look for comps. Yeah. We call it quantum. Right. But it's comps, right? So right. If, if I if I car accident with a broken leg over here should be equivalent to a car accident over here with a broken leg or a broken arm. Yeah. But we don't have a lot. We don't have a lot of wrongful death civil rights suits no. floating around in terms of decisions and judgments and, yeah. and settlements. So the the takeaway from this is going to be this is now going to be the comp. Whether you like it or not, this is the comp, right? Yeah. So then what happens is we look at the other incidents and the other lawsuits that are out there in and around Baton Rouge, and they're not just in Baton Rouge; they're across the river from Baton Rouge. They're all over the place. And you look at the you, you look at the economic. It's, it gets to be really. You can get bogged down with the economic f- formula, but you look at who the individual is, what was the injury, what was the violation. And it's funny to me also, because I'm about to say this, and I know how you feel about law enforcement. I could go back to being a prosecutor tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It really, I enjoyed being a prosecutor. I enjoyed being a part of the, the law enforcement family. Um, more law enforcement officers than, than, I mean, especially in our community, even though we've had some issues in Baton Rouge, most of them, good people. 98%. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about the fractions, right? <laughs> 98%. And oh, by the way, that could apply to any Anything. profession. Yeah. Anyone. But 98%. But you know, the truth is, the majority of people that are who, who live in areas that are riddled by crime are not criminals. Right. It's just their, their percentage of criminal element is higher than areas with more money. But they're criminals who live in the country club. It's just a different kind of crime. Right. And so I'm, you know, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, and, and it's interesting you brought up LSU and I'll come back to that. I'll hopefully I'll remember to come back sure. to that before we wrap up. I mentioned in the open that Franz was going to be here. You have a great perspective on on what he is in terms of an attorney and the mind as it relates to the legal system. We're talking about Deshaun Watson. Mm. Uh, if you don't know, Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans franchise in the NFL. And about two weeks ago, an attorney who actually, yeah, going on two weeks ago, an attorney who represented a young lady who is a masseuse accused Watson of uh, some sexually inappropriate behavior during a sensual massage and a session a session if you will and offered the opportunity for watson to settle for as as we've heard a six-figure amount of money well he turned it down then the attorney went public and said i'm they're going to be more women and eventually i'm going to have more evidence so the number is now up to 16 right the attorney for the, the, the women involved in this thing, uh, Busby, the first name is escaping me now, uh, I'll, I'll give it to you in a minute here, has said that he would have information, uh, get, turn over evidence and information to 
the uh, the authorities there in Houston, the police department and the district attorney's office uh, here to date. They say they have not heard from him or have had conversation with either Watson or attorney Tony Busby, Tony Busby. And so this this is where we are. So now we will meander through the legality of this with with Franz and you guys just have to kind of stay with us on it. I promise you it'll stay on the same road, but the 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 pace will fluctuate as we move through it. Here is my perspective, because I, you know, have I've done this for a long time. I always like to let people know where I stand so that they get my perspective. I don't know Deshaun Watson personally. I certainly don't know these young ladies personally. However, something doesn't smell right. Hmm. Now, that isn't to say he's innocent or guilty. I'm just saying something doesn't smell right. So you're you're a marketing PR guy, right? I am. So let's 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 talk about the landscape. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever represented any football players. Young men, lots of money and are not used to being told no. That's yep. a fair stereotype. 100%. White or black or whatever. Yep. Doesn't matter. That is generally their that is the way the world perceives them. Yeah. Just like if I say frat kid, there is a mental image, right or wrong, mm-hmm. of what, you know, and so we start there. We start with a guy that has a lot of money. Um, we start with an allegation, which may or may not be true, one allegation. And the allegation is is it wrapped around a offer to settle. Okay, so, and it's important for you and your listeners to know, civil suits are only about one thing. It's about money. Money. Right. Now, sometimes that money can, can, can convect change. Yeah. Sometimes that money... Um, can make people whole. But at the end of the day, civil law, civil lawsuits are just about money. Now, the fact that there may be a criminal allegation, Mm -hmm. that is about something else. So you got one victim, and I'm using air quotes, not because I don't believe her, but because I don't don't know. And that's the thing. So, and and again, I want to restate it just because I know how people selectively hear things. Right, right, right. Not saying he's not guilty of this. Right, right, right. Not saying he is guilty of it. But you hit the sticking point that makes the smell test a little bit funny it's hey settle right and it goes away he says no not only does it not go away by the way i had uh 12 other women so i occasionally get referred cases by star sexual trauma awareness response i am a supporter and a fan they are also connected now to lsu yeah wonderful organization and what I tell the men and women that I represent who are victims with Starry is... And they are survivors. Right. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're called... The, I they, was taught that. The vernacular is survivors I've been corrected sexual, on this yeah. point, too, yes. They will correct you, yeah. too. So these survivors, these men and women, I tell them, before you pursue anything civilly, I have to, I have to encourage you to call the police. Yep. Because, one... The optics of you suing without calling the police are inexplicable to most citizens. Yeah. If I'm sitting on a jury, either jury, mm-hmm. criminal law or civil, and you have sent out a civil demand level letter, but not a a, a criminal complaint, mm-hmm. whether the police act on the complaint or not is, is beyond your control. But they should act on it. But they should act yeah. on it. They should investigate right. it. But you are always in that position then to say, it's not just about the money. I tried to call law enforcement right. into it. But when you start from a place of, of here's a demand and it'll go away. Yeah. Because the inference that can be drawn from this attorney is, well, he had other ones, right? Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have just gone away. There would have been right. 15 others. That's the point that I'm making. Yeah. So that's the thing that doesn't, again, and it's, 
when I if this had been if this story breaks right France today or yesterday and it's 16 women have come forward to accuse Deshaun Watson of being sexually inappropriate with them right. and this is a podcast so this isn't on the FCC however I will say this if you've got kids in your car or near you listening to this the old radio guy in me comes out I'm about to describe some of what they said uh, in there you could skip past it because it's a podcast and come back you know what right, I'm right. saying but they are, the, the, the consistent allegation is that he tried to touch all of them with his penis. Right. And he wanted them to oil his rectal area and, and some of the most disgusting things that you could describe. Uh, bruh, right? What? So no cop was called ever? So your, your defenses, if you're accused of such a thing, I'm going to pull open the criminal defense playbook yeah. for you. One, it never happened. And I'm assuming there's no cameras in the massage session room or, or, or whatever. It didn't happen. It did happen, but it was consensual. Okay? And and by the way, and I don't know how to say this without sounding a certain way, but it, it, is, it bears pertinence. The masseuse, male or female, that assaults a patient or client has a different power dynamic than the dude sitting on the table who makes a pass at the masseuse. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's okay. There's it's not. A, it's not, yeah. but there's a different power dynamic right. in play. It is still potentially a battery. It's still yeah. sexual assault. It's still all these things. But you don't call the police afterwards? Now, do you not call the police because you're like, this guy is an NFL, nobody will ever believe me? Right. Do you not? Why, I need to know, so I'm always the guy that says, I want more data. I want to know why. Okay. And, and, and here's the kicker. When you go civil first, I get to depose the survivor slash victim slash yeah. the accuser. Yeah. Versus in the criminal forum, I don't get to depose. You them. never do. So, so many great points out of what you just said. Let's try to unpack them. There are there are scenarios as as we have heard recently with the Title IX thing at LSU, where a survivor of sexual assault is afraid to come forward right. because the machine is this behemoth that they know will just steamroll them and no one will listen. And that's a real thing for women in situations. However, 16, in the last five years, we have seen names of people who would otherwise seem untouchable. Charlie Rose Bill Cosby, who's in prison, by the way. He's probably going to die in federal prison. So the, the, the momentum that now is a period in America when you can speak up has never been more prominent than it is right now. Is that fair? I think, I think the pendulum, if it were swinging towards those who are accused, is now swinging to the accusers. And listen, and that's a good thing. And I, it's a good thing. I, right. I, I'm, I, that's, I know people have, I don't have a problem with that. First of all, if you don't want to, don't be sexually well, assaulting people, well, you know? Here's the interesting thing, though. If you're an advocate for these survivors, for these, for these accusers, mm-hmm. and you hear that a group of them went to an attorney and they were trying to sell their serving of justice for a, a, a number. Aren't you like appalled by that? Because yes. what does that encourage? That's that's and that's the thing that that makes me 
look sideways at this. And again, I don't know Deshaun Watson. I have always thought of him as, you know, a really, you know, this is just, it's so, I can't, I'm just going to use the phrase hell. It's my podcast. Clean cut and, and, and just straight line and the whole thing. And that's what makes it so much more interesting but it right? doesn't mean it still doesn't happen hello right, oj right. simpson so you know you, you just you, you so, don't know but so now let me put my myself in the shoes of the survivor yep let me exercise a little empathy here there we go maybe the story is well he did this but i didn't want to ruin him and he did this and maybe i was mistaken or maybe maybe that's it maybe yeah, i didn't may, maybe i read it wrong maybe i read it wrong because because let's let's not mince words I've gotten massages before. I've never, I mean, I've got my faults, but I've never tried to pick up the masseuse before. But you're already wearing nothing but a towel. Right. I, I personally, just a little information about Franz Borkart, I like to keep my boxer briefs on, but you're already wearing nothing but a towel. Yeah. So Never had a massage. A little, little point about Clay. Okay, there you go. Never had so, one. So I've gotten massages at Bumbling Massage yeah. Place. Great place to get oh, a massage. I've heard. And if they're working my legs... If it's a deep tissue, they're probably also working my butt. And I say this, I'm not tongue in cheek about sure, it. Yeah, it. It is well, a part yeah, of the of the yeah, routine. The, yeah. Now, if I had never gotten a massage before, sitting in the position of I'm getting a massage, I might think, oh, a little friendly. I don't know that I would necessarily go to I was just sexually assaulted. But that being said, I think one of these women, I'm willing to bet, no pun intended, money. I'm betting that one of them says, maybe I misunderstood the situation. But now that I know that there were 14 others, I didn't misunderstand the situation. Yeah. Now, if it was as... Which is highly possible, man. Right. If it was as flagrant as yeah. him soliciting them... Asking them to oil his anus? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, is that a part of I've the never, process? I've never, I've never had my anus oil before, okay, so... Yeah. Um, I've never had a massage, so I don't maybe, know if that's something they throw in. Maybe, is, yeah. maybe I'm not living my best life. Maybe you know? not. Maybe. But no, that is not true. <laughs> maybe in not. the In the... In the choreographed dance of massages, that is not normal. Ah, okay. That being said. I would assume it's but, not. But let's say this, though. They do use oils. Sure. They use essential oils. I would oils. imagine. Yeah. So if you were, it's where you draw these lines, right? Sure. Yes, they were using oils on me. Yes, this happened. This happened. Now, look, all that being said, man, I, I have, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never had a client that was either accused of something or was accusing someone that I tried to resolve it quietly. Sure. When the Taylor Porter attorney, mm-hmm. going back to LSU real fast, when yeah. the Taylor Porter attorney tried to resolve that case by trying to get the young lady to take a quiz again, everybody was shocked. I told Brian Halday the same thing I'll tell you. I think that was actually reasonably good lawyering on her part. She tried to defuse a situation by, by accommodating this, this young lady, by mm-hmm. giving her a quiz again. Now, I'm not saying I would have done that, mm-hmm. but all the time in my industry, we try to handle things quietly. Yeah. This is not handling anything quietly. Well, the attorney is releasing information via social media. He's That's announcing bad. the lawsuits via social media, uh, the details via social media. So here is where it becomes problematic. And this is the thing that I'd like to drill down on with you a little bit more. Aside from the accusers, because I think you don't have the, I don't have the right to judge 
the veracity of their accusation one way or the other. I think they have the right to be heard. That's the way that works. Going back to what I said when I started out about the smell test, it's been the behavior of the attorney. Because everything these young ladies are alleging could have happened. So It could have happened. I don't know that it did. It could have happened. But his actions are making you go, eh, really? So high-profile marketing as an attorney 101. I don't need to post things on social media first. Nope. And if it is a good story, yep. someone else will post it on social media and I can simply share mm-hmm. that post. Um, and I will tell you, I will tell you, when you tell me they are releasing the lawsuit on social media, mm-hmm. that smells funny. Yep. If you release the lawsuit to a news entity after you file it yep. and CNN, yep. headline news, sure. ESPN, you name it. They do a story and it goes viral. And you take that story and, and share you it, share it yeah. on your law firm webpage. Done all the time. Done all the time. Yeah. It's smart. Yep, it's very smart. Um, but when you when you make it about look. He's making it about him. Well, and and now look, the flip side of this is we are in a culture that likes to cancel. So what does the NFL do? What do what does law enforcement do? Um, if you're law enforcement and you see this. I'm, I'm telling you, as sure as I sit here, right. somebody's going to look at those law enforcement agencies and say, why haven't you done anything yet? Now, they so, may say, well, the attorney hasn't given us the information I will yet. read directly from people. Uh, they quote CNN, who reports the spokesperson for the Houston police, Jody Silva, said on Monday of this week, she wasn't aware of the department speaking with Busby or Watson. How does that... How does that happen? Again, I'm not saying you do things just for marketing and right. PR, but if you're just... I Nobody's use word, called the cops. So I use the word optics. Yeah. How do I... And, and I tell clients this all the time, and I'm sure you probably have yep. similarly situated conversations where yep. you're like, look, I've got to be able to explain what you've done yep. and what you didn't do. Yep. And if we don't have a good explanation for you never calling the cops... Because it's going to be a question. So most juries, most jurors are going to say... Well, it seems like you were only interested in one thing, money, and which, which is, is the first move of the dance for a, them. It's a first move of the dance, but that is also a disservice to them if what they're claiming is true. Well, right. So, so what was the attorney doing? Now, again, so, so it, let's play devil's advocate. I hate that phrase, but it is what it is. If you have a client, okay. if I have a client that I, for whatever reason, know, that he did not do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it may be that he, it may be that the laws of physics of the universe don't allow him to be in two places at once. And I can prove that he wasn't with this person at a massage place. Yeah. Then that's easy for me. I'm, right. I'm sitting back saying, well, you know, you're, you're lying because he was actually in another city in another time. Yada, yada, yada. Prove, that, prove to me that he was doing that. Mm-hmm. Now, I suspect, I suspect there probably is some level of truth that he was at these massage places. The fact that he gets massages is not indicative of anything. I no, because most of these athletes have people on their team. Yeah, you got sports yeah. masseuses yeah. doing that. Yeah. So I want to know, same massage place or different massage places? I want to know, what is the commonality between the accusers? Why, out of all 15, none of them, I mean, the inference has to be drawn. Now, it may be a false inference. Right. None of them have called the police. None have called the police. And, you know. And by the way, Leighton, and you know this, but I want to make sure the listeners know this. Sometimes Leighton reporting happens. Mm -hmm. 
Sometimes a, a survivor or a victim, whatever word you want to use, they it takes them a time. It could be years, decades, whatever, to report. We've seen this. We know this. But for all 15, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I just think, man, if this is real, this guy has hurt these women and has done, and I know people, people, there are people out there who say, because now it's depending on your political purview, right? Where, where you stand on these things. Everything from Justice Kavanaugh to now Governor Cuomo in New York and, and these claims that are being made or, or, or the lady last year who was accusing President uh, Biden. And then years before, women who'd said things about Donald Trump, although, you know, it's not like Trump hides. <laughs> his, his level of self-awareness. Is... <laughs> he wasn't. I mean, the, the, if Google the, the Marla Maples interview from 25, 30 years ago and just he just he put some stuff out there. But the thing is, with this case, uh, again, when I first heard it, it was introduced to society as an attorney reached out to him to say a woman accused him of sexual assault and offered him an opportunity to make it go away for a six figure number. He said, go kick rocks. I'm not doing that. I have never done that. Right. And then in two days there, that one becomes four. And then six, and then so, eight. You know? So let me let me throw this out there. This is a guy that has a lot of money. If he had done it, this six-figure number may have been a drop in the bucket of his total assets, net assets. Which is true. It's a drop in the bucket. Right. So the fact that he didn't pay it off, the fact that he is adamantly denying it, and now the fact that they're coming out with all these other people. 16 total right, now. Right. Does that make him more credible in the sense that he didn't want to buy his, I mean, this is not a Kobe Bryant, like yeah. a buyer new ring. This is, this is, this to me is interesting, you know, cause what, cause what jurors think, what people think is what would an innocent person do? I've got clients that are innocent mm -hmm. that have to plead to something that is so reduced down yeah. that for them not to do it, we call it a best interest play. Yeah. For them not to do it is just stupid. If you're accused of a murder and you get a misdemeanor offer, which doesn't happen often, but but I'm looking at the client and saying, look, I know you didn't do it, but you need to really think about this. You get out of the woods, yada, yada, yada. But innocent people cannot fathom pleading guilty or admitting something they didn't do. Yeah. That is a truth. Mm -hmm. Jurors, potential jurors will tell you that all the time. When you talk about... You know, hey, look, my client doesn't have to take the stand in a, in a criminal proceeding, you know, but he may be innocent. You know, if you were innocent of an accused crime and your attorney said, don't take the stand, would you stay off? They commonly say the following. Well, I'd listen to my attorney, but I can't imagine if I didn't do it, me not taking the stand and talking about how I didn't do it. They cannot fathom admitting or doing something that shows that they did something they didn't do. Mm -hmm. Now, not saying he didn't do it. There's 16 people saying he did. Yep. But not paying the money off. And then I go back to the economics of, okay, you're the masseuse that is accusing him of doing it. I don't know what the female term for a masseuse is, but I'll say masseuse. It's not, the unis massager. It's not unisex. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to be offensive indirectly. So the person giving the massage, he gets done. Did he pay in cash? Did he pay in credit card? Did he leave a tip? Did you keep the tip? What hmm. did you do? Right. Did you report it to your manager? Did you look at your manager and say, 
this NFL football player just did X, Y, or Z. Or if you didn't know he was an NFL, I want to know, did the manager say, no, she reported it, but I told her he's a very good customer and yada, yada, yada. But I, is that, I guess it that wouldn't have been, be, it would, would bolster the credibility yeah. of the accuser, wouldn't it? It would, it would. And you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Now, the thing is. He absolutely I, might have done this, by the way. And, and that's the thing. So there doesn't have to be video if, if he did this. Because the whole thing is, I could, I could take in the perspective of the, the masseuse, or I don't know the plural of masseuse, um, masseuse? I don't know. So taking their perspective, I don't need, I don't think we should require them to have to have a box full of evidence to take them seriously. Well, we, we, in the court of public opinion, maybe not. But that's where, but that is, the, okay, put my PR hat on. Right. Strategically, when I represent a client, I am a fan of, public relations jujitsu the energy that i expend is in direct relation to the energy that i am taking okay unless now this is unless now this is when you're out there let's say you are announcing some new initiative for the city right which is different which is different this is that the 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 pace at which and the, the the intensity is always dictated by the area you're talking to. Linguistically, you're saying the same thing. It just, you translate it differently no matter where you are. In a crisis situation, you don't make decisions or you don't make, take positions that create more drama for you. Sometimes less is more. Less is more. Right. So then every he has done has hurt. His clients. His clients. And their credibility. And their credibility. Which in the beginning... This could all be, wait, he did that to you too? Oh, wait, he did that to you too? Yeah, he tried that with me. He did that with you too? And he said, he has said nothing. He hasn't dropped one kernel of evidence. And and the people say, why should he have to drop kernel of evidence? Because he's talking so much. So that's the problem. The problem is, if you are going to cry wolf, there better be a big furry wolf. Yes. And the truth of the matter is, is in sexual assault cases, latent reporting may not give you the opportunity to have the same physical evidence. And and look, these allegations, there probably wouldn't have been physical evidence anyway. Right. But still, it it becomes, and look, you can prosecute, and I'm using the word prosecute ironically because they aren't, they haven't called the police, but in a civil forum, so things you need to know, civil forum, lower standard of proof, still your burden, still your burden. Mm -hmm. Um, They have to prove by preponderance of evidence, 50% plus one, mm-hmm. that something happened, mm-hmm. that there actually was an assault. And by the way, they're going to be individual claims. It's not like all 16 of them are going to be sitting at the plaintiff's desk right. together. Now, there may be evidentiary ways of getting in the other behavior in, but there may be evidentiary ways of keeping that out too. So I don't, I just, I don't, I don't understand. So yeah, they may not have any kind of quote unquote burden to to prove anything but but what it again goes back to the optics and if i'm left asking why then most citizens are going to be asking why now the difference between me and most citizens is i may say you're i'm asking why but these might be the thousands of reasons why in my personal experience with these kind of cases 
the citizen may go to the dark place of they're lying. Or it may go to the dark place of there's no way that 15, 16 women would all simultaneously make this up. There's The coincidence behind right, that right. is impossible. Right. Again, what are you bringing into the equation? And, and if it could be as simple as it's happened to so many and one spoke up and right. then a second spoke up and then an, another th- spoke up. The, the, the funny thing, so would you, is it a fair description to say in a case like this? the scale stands evenly in favor of both and the evidence so and I, the proof. So I, I, I told you before we went on, I know nothing about NFL football. And I don't. I, before you invited me to come on today, I'll be candid and honest with you, I'd never heard of this football player before. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a sports guy. Sure. So I will tell you, without knowing anything about him, the scales are always leaning against him. Okay. The accused. Um, in public opinion, yeah. unless you have a smoking gun to show that you were not in. And it's a domino effect, too, though. Yeah. If you can show that three of these accusers are are not being truthful, however you do it, well, then the, their cert becomes but domino. But 16. Right. So that shouldn't impact the, well, the other 13. It, it, may that... or, it may or may not, depending on what they have. Hmm. And if all they have is the allegation and you start showing that, well, look, these people, what are their connections to this attorney? How did they all find this attorney? How did they all find him before he made the demand? Like, there's questions I have, right? And that's the, again, it goes back to he has stolen well the attention away from the people so, he's supposedly representing. So yes, but in the same breath, they they somewhat had to sign off on it. And I'm And I'll say that by... They had a choice in this. I'm not saying they're, they're, they were not bamboozled out of their choice. Look, with Weinstein, it was easy. Yeah. With Weinstein, you had all these actors, actresses that were like, you know, look, this is what happened to me. Yeah. And of course, I never said anything because this man was of such power in my industry that had I said anything, nobody would have believed me and he would have destroyed yeah. me. Which is a shame, though, man. Right. So for Hollywood, and again, you had that authority over... Yeah. I'm not saying it's okay, but it was easier for the citizen to be like, oh, God. And then you can even get petty to the degree of, man, if you look at Weinstein, he, he kind of looks like a guy that might do that. <laughs> I mean, but 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 that's but to me, what I say to that is, dude, you're, you're just getting petty at that point. Right. Right. Whether he looks like a quote-unquote predator or not, that's, that's neither here nor there. This is different, though, right? Now, look, I think the other thing that, that, that comes into play is, is – where, you know, I, again, I don't know anything about him as a, a quarterback. What are, you know, assuming this all happened in Houston, what do you know about Houston? Who lives in Houston? Mm-hmm. What area of Houston? What what county are we in? You know, if we're in Harris County, you've got a, a hodgepodge of different things going on. If you're in the Woodlands, you know, if it was a higher end and it was in a nicer county, well, then, you know, I want to know where it is because where it is means what jurors you're going to get if you right. have a jury, jury trial. Um, well, we haven't heard anything that leans in any way towards a criminal trial. So so what we've seen this attorney do is he had a little bit of leverage. Yeah. It didn't work. Nope. And then he tried to assert more leverage. Yes. And now that leverage is not working because now it's 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 of no if if you're trying to quietly resolve something and you're and you're the accused, you're not doing a payout now because the presumption will be what? So I think I think it's, I don't want to say backfiring. I, I think it's not working. Right. Because of, and 
with every step, he's losing credibility. The attorney is losing credibility. And it's crazy because he's drawing more negative return of energy than the ladies are getting attention for what they're accusing this 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 guy of. So from a marketing PR standpoint, and I say this with humility because I've been this attorney before. Yeah. Um, when I was a younger attorney, sometimes I forgot that it's not about me. Yeah. And it's really about the people I'm serving. Yeah. Um, and in high profile cases, it's easy to, to make that mistake, right? Yeah. Um, and in fact, I can even rationalize, hey, I'm helping my client by doing what I'm about to do. Mm-hmm. But this just seems like this is really just about him as an attorney. Put it on your social media and doing all this. Look, I mean, I don't, I don't, like, you can, you can benefit from the PR of a case that you work if you do it the right way. Okay. And I go back to something earlier. If they have described to him what he is saying they described, what, what's in the suits, right? And I'm not saying they didn't. Don't you think at some point, oh, you're an attorney, I am not, but wouldn't there be some point in the conversation where you would go, ladies, I think we need to, I think we need to call the police. I, I, well, well, and I've already said this, that is always where I start. Yeah. As a former prosecutor, as a criminal defense attorney, I'm always thinking of, well, this is a crime. Yeah. First and foremost. Now, what may be interesting is what crime is it? If I'm getting a massage and I say, hey, I'll give you an extra $100 if you give me a tug, yeah. which I'm not saying is okay, that's solicitation. Yeah. And that may just be a misdemeanor. Yep. If I take my penis and I, ru- and I'm, I apologize to the listeners for being blunt, but if I assault and batter someone with a member of my body, sure. well, that becomes a felony, right? Yeah. So, so part of the issue may be, what is the crime? But at always is the issue is, Call the police, man. Make it. And I tell this to to survivors. Look, if you call the police and the police fail to do their job by by investigating or taking you seriously, that is not your fault. Nope. And you can always hang your hat on. I tried to utilize this system first. It it, it, it unfairly treated me. So now my only recourse is the civil system. And it's and and you know it becomes less about money, yeah. accountability. Yeah. Um, now that all being said, and I know we're we're short on time. That all yeah. being said, I'll I'll say this: people that believe that anybody that settles something, anybody, whether it's less miles, this guy pays a settlement, that believes that because they paid a settlement, they did something. That's foolish. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know it's counterintuitive, sure. but sometimes the the cost of defending something. Yeah is about the cost of the settlement. Yeah. So so I'm not saying that Les Miles didn't do whatever. I'm saying is sometimes good business is, okay, this person wants a civil payout. I'll offer them the civil payout to make it quote unquote go away. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean I did anything. And in fact, most of my civil resolutions have in the language of the, of the agreement that this settlement isn't a admission of wrongdoing. It's just good business because if you're going to spend a million dollars to defending something and the offer on the table is 250, you would trade, you would trade 250 for, for a $750,000 loss or a a million dollar loss every day of the week. Yeah. Just like you would, you would pay 250 to make that extra money. You said earlier something that I, I don't want people to lose in this. And that is in the civil trial and on the civil level, his attorney 
or attorneys will have the opportunity to depose, to question, so you to cannot, badger. Right? So most states have victims' rights statutes okay. in the criminal arena, yeah. which are very good. Yes. They prevent me from from getting my, my tentacles, if you will, yeah. on the accusers right. prior to trial. I, and I'm good with that. I have to show I have to show cause yep. before I can subpoena them, yep. um, and that's a good thing. Yes, right? it is a good thing. When you sue, though, those protections are not in the civil arena because you've waived those protections right. by filing a civil suit. Right. So you get deposed. I can depose you and ask you anything. Now, I can also, the benefit of a deposition is I lock you into sworn testimony. A deposition by its very definition is sworn testimony. Now, a judge isn't there, but a court reporter is there typing everything. The attorneys are there, and it's all under oath, and it's tantamount to testimony. And so if you testify one way in the deposition, and then you go off reservation in the trial, well, you're lying at some point, right. or you're mistaken, or whatever. And so that is a benefit that you don't get as a defense attorney in the criminal arena. And I just, I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you, if I was going to sue. Now, it's different if you try the criminal process, and most states have a statute of limitations, and so you're, you're, you're working your way and navigating through the criminal process, and maybe the prosecution has, has prosecuted and all this stuff, and you get too close to the statute of limitations, and you're like, look, I have to file suit to reserve my claim. And then you file suit, then I'm looking at you and saying, I completely understand. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you got to yeah. do. Yeah. No big deal. Um, but this is just, uh, this attorney, I, I and again, I don't know anything about the attorney either. I will tell you, this is not good tactical maneuvering. It's not. And, and you know, this entire conversation, and I wanted an attorney in here because the, the other layer of this is the impact sexual assault has on so many people across the country. And I think, I don't think people realize how high profile cases can often set a precedent for the way whatever follows them is going to be perceived and or treated. Well, it's the same, it's the same as the comp conversation. What happened in this case right. that everybody was paying attention to right. is what's going to probably happen in this case where nobody's paying attention to. And that's the thing. This has all been about the way that he's handled it. Let me tell you, if an attorney comes out initially and isn't talking, just announces that there are, let's even say there was, a, there was an offer to settle, Right. And he turned it down. At that point, I'm still looking at this going, wow, what's this? But everything that's happened since then has been like, wait, really? You released your the, the verbiage of your suits on social media? Um, you said more than a week ago that you were getting ready to turn evidence over to the DA and the Houston police. They say they've never spoken to you. And why would the police or the DA lie? They well, got no. no dog in the no, hunt, right? No, right. I mean, think of, and look, I'm going to bring, we have a very good DA's office here. Mm-hmm. I, Hiller Moore was a former employer yep. of mine. I loved working in the DA's office. I like Hiller. Don't yeah, tell him though. Yeah, yeah, but but my point is, is let's say you have a, a climate and a culture where it's most favorable yeah. to the accuser. And you have a DA on a high profile case or a law enforcement agency on a high profile case that are like, I've never heard, I've never gotten anything. Right. That looks terrible. Looks terrible. And if you don't think in this culture, if they if they went to Houston, the police and the DA and turned over evidence, that that wouldn't shoot to the top of the priority list. You're crazy. So I have, now I'm going to preface what I'm about to tell you with. I've always complained about police 
press releases, but I understand it. I know I, I get mm-hmm. it. Um, and I, you, you will notice that while I do talk to the media, I don't generally do press releases. Yeah. Okay. That being said, I just, I, I just, I can't imagine a good law enforcement agency or a good district attorney's office not running with this. Yeah. And especially if you're, if you've got the evidence sufficient to file a lawsuit, yep. why wouldn't you have them go talk? And he says there is evidence. That's the other thing that we all have to remember. He has said there is evidence. So allow me again to be criminal defense attorney in this equation or a civil defense attorney. Yeah. If you haven't given it to him yet, is that because you really don't have it? Because it's not really as good as you thought it would be. In the discovery process, they've got to turn that over, correct? It's going to come out at some point. So he has said there is now, listen, if he drops a couple of video clips or audio clips or whatever, there you go. So I, I will I will put a pin in this, so to speak, by saying this. Because I don't want there to be any confusion or hypocrisy coming from this side of the table. Sure. I represent individuals accused at times of hate crimes yeah. as a criminal defense attorney. And I have I have reached out to civil rights leaders that, that are working with the families of the victims mm-hmm. to say, look, can you shoot me over who the civil attorney is for these people? Because I want to have a sit down talk. Yep. It's not because I want to buy my way out of it, but yeah. because if I know a civil suit is going to come because a criminal case is already happening, yeah. let's have a talk. Yep. We lose nothing from having a talk. Nothing. And I certainly, if they don't want to talk to me, what I won't do is, well, man, Clay, I tried to reach out to these people and, and they don't want to talk to me about resolution. Yeah. That's stupid, that right? Stupid. You'd be like, eh, Franz, that doesn't work. Yeah. But it doesn't mean I don't I don't try to have the narrative or the conversation. I don't mind that he tried to reach out. I, I mind the fact that he tried to reach out, tried to get some money, and then blew it up. And that's the thing. Yeah. And again, this is all about him. And make no mistake about it, neither France, Franz nor I are making a judgment of these accusers. Right. It is strictly about the way the attorney has handled I, this. And I leave room, and I know you leave room for the possibility that these 15, 16 women may have all said, hey, I don't want to have my life out there. Right. In Which his, I understand. Right. There are there are survivors that want to have their story yep. told, that want to be out there. And Should then be their choice, though. Yeah. And then there are survivors who yeah. choose. Not to. Yeah. They have, yeah. they have lives. They have families. And it's yeah. not fair to their kids and their spouses and all. I get that. So listen, we we, we will um, talk more about this in the future and as it as it plays out, and uh, and and you know more of this because I mean heck we've been talking almost an hour and it feels like twenty minutes so that's good. So here's what I, I want people to know where they can find you. I told them about the podcast at the beginning. So, Give them all the information. So www.gogaux.rouge like Baton Rouge.com, gorouge.com. You can also go to the Borkart Law Firm.com website. Um, I am heavily on social media though. I don't post my lawsuits there. Um, I post my victories there. Um, and sometimes my losses. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Go Rouge, uh, we air uh, every Saturday on Talk 107.3. And then we also are a uh, video podcast that airs uh, on Tuesdays or other days of the week on the Go Rouge Facebook page. Uh, we have a YouTube page as well for Go Rouge. Uh, thank you very much for letting me come in and talk. It, I love this I love this setting. It's so nice. It's so peaceful. Um, and look, and look, the fun thing about commentary is because I don't have a vested interest sure. in any of the parties. Yeah. I feel like I can do intellectually honest stuff here. So. And, and you can. And and again, we no one should leave this conversation 
hearing a criticism or judgment one way or the other of the accusers. It's only about the attorney because he's the one out there acting like he's crazier than an outhouse rat. So, you know, it's not on us. By the way, you got to sign the door before. I will. uh, I will. What do you have a marker? You you were talking about uh, Condon uh, signing this door over here. There's a lot of names up there that you might recognize. Haldane hasn't been here to sign the door yet. You know, Gordy has signed signed both doors. So which door do you want? You want the white door? Uh, So they're, so they're, that one over there, the one where you come in. So I have two doors in here. One is one came from the other office because I basically vandalized uh, that door. Now, technically I didn't, I put the door in there and and replaced it. And then when I came in here, I took the door. When I moved into this building, I took the door. that It should be noted that my signature is literally a indecipherable F an N and a B with squigglies. Um, yeah. Although Condon uses print, that's not a commentary on Condon. No, so, but it may yeah. it may be that he doesn't know cursive. That's yeah. fine. So you yeah. can't tell what that is. Yeah, I have no, yeah, obviously Clay Young there, right there. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks like that thing that they were on the Starship Enterprise on yes. the lapel. Yes, they didn't have lapels, did they? I don't think they. Well, they were like little whatever. Okay. But, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Franz, thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. <laughs> The Crime Stoppers Podcast with Clay Young, exclusively at podcast225.com. Clay Young here with Charles Harvey with the Metropolitan Health Group. If someone has been in an accident or has suffered an injury and they need experienced medical treatment, they can come to Metro. Absolutely. That's what we're here for. We've been in business for over 30 years in Baton Rouge and Lafayette. We have licensed physicians mm-hmm. who've been practicing medicine for several years. They're here to get these people back on their road to recovery. If you've been in an accident, you can go today. You don't have to set an appointment. You can walk in and be seen. Absolutely. Call, have your attorney call us, get you in to see the doctor, same day appointments. Um, we cater to you. So if you've been in an accident or suffered an injury and you needed to see a doctor immediately, Immediately, you can call Metro and you can make that happen. Absolutely. So there you go. If you need a physician for physical therapy or some other medical issue, contact the folks at Metropolitan Health Group in Baton Rouge at 225-926-3343. That's 926-3343. Unedited, unfiltered, undisputed. You're listening to The Clay Young Show. Why don't you just meet me? That door is filling up. I'm going to have to get another one and put up there. It's going to look crazy with three doors in here. Really good to talk to Franz. Talk about the this case and just, man, again, no real, no reflection, no commentary on the accusations by these women. You know, I, I don't know Deshaun Watson. Nothing about his character in the past that we've seen from a distance would reflect that he would do this, but you never really know. But everything the attorney has done just doesn't make it look like he, the attorney, is credible. And so, I don't know, but that was a good conversation with Franz. And again, just to repeat again, neither one of us were making any judgment of the accusation 
it was really a commentary about the way this this attorney has created this this circus and the fact that he said he was going to turn over evidence and he never did it's that's another one that's just kind of it, it's a head scratcher Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the show. Don't forget, you can follow me on Facebook, Clay Young, at ClayYoungBR on Twitter, Clay underscore Young on Instagram. And if you've got thoughts about shows, guests, whatever, you could drop me an email, Clay at Podcast225.com. I've gotten emails from people. Some enjoy what they hear. Some actually not so much, but offer their opinions. All good. All good. I I like getting feedback from you guys and uh, I appreciate the listeners. I mean, man, you know, by the time this year is over, we'll be close to 300 episodes. Pretty, pretty happy with that. Pretty happy with that. All right. Until next week, stay safe, stay dry. Think about the vaccine, and we'll catch you next time here on The Clay Young Show. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.